0: Are listening to Meet and Write, a podcast that dives into liturgical worship and how communion really begins after church. Well, welcome to another episode of Meet and Write podcast. I'm um, so excited that you're listening here as uh, I will not be interviewing anybody, but I'm going to share some thoughts about the new Coptic year. The fall is my favorite time of the year, not just because of pumpkin spice latte, but football season, cooler weather. It's a time to kind of reset of where things are going. I guess it's just embedded in me from school that, you know, fall semester, new beginning, what classes am I taking? Where am I moving forward? What parts of my life do I need to work on? So, like, it's it's a very like important time of the year for all of us to kind of reset. And the church is not any different. The church begins their new year, begins the the liturgical calendar year in September. And the very first Sunday of the comptic new year you would think would be a very important message like the church gives us a message every single day and and every sunday there's a specific message for all of us so if the church in her wisdom is wanting to give us a very specific message on the on the first sunday of the year you would think it's a really big message you would think it's important there was one specific person mentioned in in the vespers reading the matins gospel reading the reading of the acts and in the gospel of the liturgy the word of the very first sunday this person that's mentioned in all these readings is saint john the baptist if a guy is mentioned in all these readings just for one sunday then you know it's a big deal and you know the church is trying to send us a specific message for us to apply to our lives so what is the big deal of John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah, he baptized Jesus, and that's what many of us would say, and end of that. But in reality, he was the precursor for the physician to come. St. John the Baptist was the precursor for the physician to come. He paved the way for mankind to receive the fullness of life. He paved the way in order for people to be receptive. He paved the way by allowing he kept on drilling the exact same sermon over and over and over and over again. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What is St. John saying day after day next to the Jordan River? He kept on telling people, look inside yourselves. What parts of your life you know that you don't have it all together? What parts of your life do you want to improve? Admit it. Admit that you don't have it all together. Admit that you want more. If you admit that, and and admit that you're broken, then the physician is there ready to work in your life. And this is what St. John kept on drilling every single day. And just as he told those people 2,000 years ago, he's telling us the exact same thing today. That the church is telling us, is our heart receptive? Is our ears tuned to, to wanting to hear how we can be edified? Are we kind of just living life passively and going to church passively? So the church is telling us on the very first Sunday of the new year, are you wanting change in your life? In order to have change, you have to look inside yourself at what parts of your life do you want change in? Is your heart soft? Is your heart receptive to wanting change? Or do we just say, yeah, 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 I want life to change, but maybe we don't take any intentional steps toward that. You know, just even as St. James told some early Christians in his first chapter in his epistle, he said, I don't want you to just be hearers of the word and just go through the motions. I want you to be doers of the word. I want you to be intentional. I want you to be invested in your walk toward, toward your heavenly father, toward the physician. So I want you to take steps toward that. So in order to do that, I have to make sure that my heart is soft and receptive to wanting change, you know, there's this awkward part of the liturgy, at this specific prayer that we pray that many of us really don't understand, and it seems kind of outdated and just it doesn't really fit uh, in the 21st century. We pray this: May the fields' furrows be abundantly watered, and its fruits be plentiful. We're saying, may the furrows of the field be abundantly watered, and its fruits be plentiful. Just uh, some agricultural 101 here. What are furrows? So if you look at soil um, and, and farmers are preparing the land in order to produce crops, that they produce ridges and then furrows. So the ridges are the high parts of the, of the ground of the soil and the furrows are the deep parts. So the water and the nutrients and the seed actually sits in the furrows of the ground and the ridges are the high parts which will then allow a plant to grow. So we're actually praying in liturgy, may the furrows of the field be abundantly watered and its fruits be plentiful. Okay? And then we continue saying, prepare it for sowing and harvesting. So we're saying something that doesn't apply to 99% of us. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're not a farmer. You're not saying, Lord, we want to make sure that the furrows of my land are are abundantly watered so that way the fruits can be plentiful. Lord, prepare the soil for sowing and harvesting. So, what does that have to do with you and me? The very next sentence, the very next sentence that we pray, we transcend this, this prayer for the soil and we say, Lord, manage our lives as deemed fit. What are we saying? Lord, just as you prepare the soil to be receptive and soft for growth, for new crops for this new year, Lord, I want my heart to be the same way. I want it to be soft. I want it to be receptive to hearing your word. I want change. What parts of my life do I need to change? What parts of my life am I closing off to you? And what parts of my life need to be receptive to you? Lord, manage my life as you deemed fit, just as you prepare the soil and you manage that for it to produce fruit, Lord, manage my heart in the same way. And we say, Lord, bless the crown of the year with your goodness. You want God's goodness. I want God's goodness. In order for me to receive the abundance of God's goodness, I have to be receptive to coming to my heavenly father, the physician of my soul, and body. A traditional hymn that we sing uh, for a new year is is a hymn called the Aspasmus Watos or the standard Aspasmus Watos. And here are the words that we pray of, of this hymn in the middle of liturgy of the faithful. It's actually Psalm eighty, and this is what the psalm that we recite in a hymn in the middle of liturgy. O Lord God of hosts, return and behold from heaven and look and visit this vine restore and establish her this which your right hand has planted these words that we pray are the words that asaph the psalmist prayed and asaph knew that that the children of israel are god's chosen people and he knew that god has a special plan for his people and he is saying lord god the one that is uncreated, the one that is outside of time and space. God, return and behold from heaven and look and visit this vine. If you look up the word vine in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, here's the little definition of a vine. It is a plant whose stem requires support. A vine is a plant whose stem requires support. So this Psalm, this prayer, we're saying, Lord, who is in heaven, come restore and behold, come down from heaven and look and visit me, this vine. And I am a plant wanting to produce fruit for you, but I need your support. I'm a plant whose stem requires support from you. Restore and establish me. This which your right hand has planted. Lord, you have planted me before I was even a thought. You planted me before I even, before anything. You have planted me out of your love for me, but restore me. I don't have it all together, and I'm broken and I need you as my healer. Restore me, come down and behold from heaven and look and visit me, this vine, your child, and restore me because i need your support restore and establish me this which your right hand has planted you know the beautiful thing about this prayer is that it begins of us admitting that i need god i need you to come from heaven and restore me and to the way you designed me to be but the hymn ends of us singing the heavenly hymn the hymn that is chanted in heaven the hymn that isaiah saw in heaven holy 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 Lord of hosts, heaven, all of heaven and all of earth are full of your glory, that when I admit that I'm broken and when I admit that I need healing, that I transcend myself to singing the hymn of heaven, that all of heaven, all of earth is your glory. When we hear in liturgy and we hear in the hymns things about bless the seeds of the herbs of the air and the waters and, and the cattle don't just take it as as something that doesn't apply to us yeah this is probably just like historical like liturgical prayers from back in the day yeah but what is what does that mean to you what is this how does this apply to you today two thousand years later just as we are praying for the soil to be receptive and soft for growth we pray for the same thing for our heart that we want just as we pray for water for the seeds lord we want you, your water your living water To grow inside of us so we can produce the fruit of the Spirit, of your Spirit. When we pray for the seeds, yeah, you you can pray for seeds, for, for food. But something that's more applicable to you is saying, Lord, I want to pray that your word is a seed that can grow inside of me. That I need your word, your love, your presence to be planted as a seed inside of me. And that's a beautiful reflection for us to put in prayer, and to meditate on as we go for communion every single Sunday. The Lord, that you, being an uncreated God, came down from heaven to restore me. Me, a vine that is in need of support of you. That you are coming inside of me, and now your seed, which is inside of me, I want that to grow. I want it to be to, to be sown and harvested and watered and grow so I can continue to be a reflection of who you are, and that I can be an icon of you outside and be your light to those that I interact with in this world, that I can continue to, continue to extend you outside of liturgy and live you out, and then you can continue to grow within me. This is my prayer that we can apply to ourselves every time that we hear these prayers about vine and and water and seeds that we we don't just take it at, at base level but transcend it to meaning something so much more because this is what liturgy is this is what worship is it points us to something so much bigger than ourselves but we first have to realize for this new year that i do need restoration that i do need healing and that i do need your support and if i admit that then your goodness, Lord, will always fill every aspect of my life. You have been listening to me and write. For more episodes and resources, make sure to check out English.com.